Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My guest today is a very special guest. Can you tell me your name, please? I am Emma Gao from Silver Heights in China and the Ningxia region. Just explain whereabouts in China that is then. Uh, it's uh, in the cent- north central of China, close to the Mongolia interior, between Gansu and Shanxi. And they're both rivers, I guess, yeah? Yes, it's uh, quite north, yeah. Okay, so your winery is called Silver Heights. Can you describe Silver Heights, the, the vineyards, and also the wines that you produce? Yeah, Silver Heights, because we are on the altitude. It's a special, unique terroir of our region, our city called Silver Valley. So, Yinchuan, uh, that's why it's a silver. It's also because winter is snow and uh, summer is a sunlight, a lot of sunlight. Then heights, we are on a high altitude above 1,200 meters. This makes the sunlight intensity and the radiation stronger. Then heights, uh, also because our family name is Heights, Gao, Emma Gao. (laughs) Uh, It's a family story. It's also the unique evolution of Ningxia and the dramatic generational change in China. Uh, A decade ago, my father had a vision to explore uh, viticulture here in our region. He found the best land for high-caliber viticulture. He sent me to the university to St. Petersburg, then for onology degree in Bordeaux, where I could study the best winemaking practices through uh, France. Uh, Returning back to home, our mission was to create the world-class artisanal one that shows the potential of our terroir. Then we started 2007. Uh, 2007. Uh, so we do with virgin land, farming uh, organically, then uh, eventually incorporate biodynamic practices to nurture the ecosystem and the vitality of our ones. We also respect our traditional 124 solar terms, trying to balance yin and yang, also the uh, as the season changes. So let me ask you another question. you making all this wine. Where do you sell the wine? Is it mainly in the Chinese market or for export? Our first market is, of course, China, but we are now distributed in several important markets, such as London, Sweden, Denmark, Canada, France, Australia, Singapore, Japan, and Korea. We're looking for Russia and Germany for this year, but due to COVID-19, and the global concern to health and the economy, we will probably need to postpone to uh, until 21. For Italy, we were yeah. For Italy, we're going to work with Jacopo Pandolfini, uh, Italian seller, and this one should be available by the end of this year. So, next question: How are companies such as yours driving the winemaking industry in China? Uh, I feel proud and honorable that people appreciate what we're doing. It's very rewarding when uh, the wine critics taste through a collection of our wine. Then they can understand the quality, they can taste the purity. Wine is curated from nature and you cannot cheat the process. It starts from the vineyard and less chemical things, natural yeast, 
then low intervention, low sulfur, no filtration. I'm passionate what I'm doing, <laughs> and I start to make wine more um, elegant, balanced, and an emotion. Yeah, I cannot see if we are driving the industry. It is uh, heartening that if our effort can help other Chinese winery focus on quality and natural wine method. What are the characteristics of Ningxia Province, and how is the Ningxia region developed into a wine-producing area? Ningxia uh, is fortunate to have the right terroir for viticulture. It's a unique climate, uh, variation of the soil, uh, high altitude, as I mentioned. Then Ningxia is an agricultural area for decades, and it was experimenting with viticulture since uh, 80s. But we are proud to be a part of the modern wine movement in China and to help to get our region knowledgeable in the world atlas of wine to be a serious appellation for quality wine. So you mentioned um, your studies in Bordeaux. Is it correct to say that Ningxia has been influenced by French winemaking styles? Oh, Ningxia has its own terroir, has its own culture, and its own ecological uh, diversity. I believe that good wine convey emotion and can tell a story about the time and place. For sure, a traditional French method, it's, I trained there, so we do Bordeaux blend. Then we try now with uh, some other varieties, <laughs> Malbec, Marcelin, Cornache, Syrah, uh, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir. So we, yeah, we're trying to figure out what is the best suitable for our region. Do you think Italian grape varieties will ever play a role in Chinese wine production? Yeah, we've seen success with our Italian Riesling wines, which goes into the last world's white. This one is poured by glass and higher hotels throughout China. Uh, then in China, I noticed that here's many winery has also planted the Moscato. Uh, lately, I'm going following the process of my Sangiovese planting. While we are not sure yet, but uh, hopefully the dry, sunny environment of Ningxia is comparable to its home to, in Toscana. <laughs> Excellent. Do you have any thoughts about Italian food and Chinese wine pairings? I have Italian friends that love to pair our Chardonnay Reserve with the uh, Bagala alla Vicentina. Uh, others love to pair our MS Reserve with uh, Osopoco. Honestly, I love to pair the summit with your amazing cheese risotto. <laughs> okay, so when you were studying enology in France, um, just give us a story from that time. Uh, yes, I, 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 I was fortunate to have training in Bordeaux. Uh, where uh, you have to learn rigorous theory and the technical skills. I was able to uh, be intern and prestigious chateau, such as uh, Chateau Calon Secure, Chateau Lafont Rocher. Uh, but honestly, I'm more recently captivated by Italian wines, <laughs> the diversity of style, diversity of grape varieties. I'm, so, I'm excited to follow the VIA training to expand my understanding of the beauty and culture of Italy. We have something in common. I studied in Bordeaux just like you, and I've ended up in Italy just like you. So we have a lot in common. Okay. 
So, um, <laughs> next Back question. Um, before Silver Heights, you worked in the city uh, for a wine importer. Is that correct? Yes, Torres. I, uh, uh, I've been uh, working for Torres Shanghai for two years. And, yes. and what, so, what was just briefly? What were you doing there? Were you selling wine, or what were you? What was your? What was your role? I was a training manager. So Torres is an amazing family, but also a leading international wine brand with global operations. Um, my boss Alberto, who pursued me to continue to make my wine, so he fired me. <laughs> yeah, you in the best sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I'm not a good um, good selling uh, sales. Then he he tastes my wine. He explained to uh, explained the potential quality he felt. Taste my family wines. Uh, so um, thanks, Torres. They help us to develop a lasting, lasting sales channels in top hotel and restaurant groups in China. Uh, I remember how the GM Damian Shu personally carried our wines to U.S. for sharing with Robert Parker to get his tasting note, and also to London share with Jensis Robinson for her feedback. We grew up like that over the years, and we're very grateful for their support. So. You've changed from a sort of urban city life to a rural life. How do they compare? <laughs> uh, so I grew up here in my region, Yinchuan, a small provincial city along the majestic Yellow River with the dramatic Hela Mountain. It's both lake and sand area. I appreciate nature and I respect for the balance. I also maintain uh, my health uh, through the cultivating my Tai Chi practice. I'm proud of my root here. I enjoy the food landscape, though I'm, uh, yeah, but I'm able to spend time also works in cities like Shanghai for promotion. Uh, I also had already fell in love with winemaking and the range of life work it afford. Making wine allow you to be connected with nature, in touch with the seasons, but it also requires being able to travel and pre present your wine professionally in uh, sophisticated circles. I enjoy okay. being an ambassador. Yeah, I enjoy being an ambassador for my family and our wines and meet good people around the world. <laughs> okay, well, talking of people, um, obviously you're very into your Italian wine and you're currently pursuing the Vinitaly International Academy uh, study program. Uh, how has that training helped you in your business? Wow, I love Italy. Italy have a beautiful way of storytelling and for passionate to share the poetry of their regions, their good food and wine. It's very useful for our inspiration. Italy has an ancient history route, such regional variation in culture, such a wide range of sophisticated artisanal wines and food. We learned from the IA training. <laughs> it's very difficult to have the exams because so rich culture here. The academy helped me have a stronger understanding of this complicated but beautiful country. I'm very grateful for Stevie Kim and all the supporting organization for this. Okay. Well, we want to say thank you to you today for speaking to us, Emma, um, and telling Thank us a little bit about um, Silver Heights Winery and, and all things Chinese, and also your love, which clearly comes through 
um, uh, for Italian wine. And hopefully, I can come and visit you one day on a personal note. Yes, and please. We can talk a little bit. We can talk a bit about biodynamics, and we can see what we can do. <laughs> yes, Monday. Yeah, Master Monday. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you very much. It's been a wonderful interview. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. Bye. Honorable. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.